You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, I will be recapping Notre Dame's loss to UVA. Ryan and I will be reacting to the Bet Online 2022 National Championship odds and where Notre Dame fits in there. And then lastly, we will be providing you with an update on the women's basketball team and their latest game against Boston College. So to get into what was a disappointing performance against Virginia, a 80-68 to loss to the 18th ranked team in the country. And this isn't exactly a game where Notre Dame was favored for, for obvious reasons. They were probably expected to lose this game, but nonetheless, an important one if Notre Dame wanted to shift the current momentum and the trajectory that they're on. Sometimes the best way to get your momentum back is at least playing a close game against one of the best teams in your conference. Instead, they look sloppy the, the entirety and throughout. All the headlines you see for this game, UVA dominates Notre Dame. It's not UVA narrowly edges Notre Dame, though they dominated them. They were up 37-25 to 25 at halftime. And this game just really is the epitomization of this Notre Dame basketball season so far. They did okay at the start, won some close games. They beat Kentucky, beat two unknown small schools, lost after leading at halftime against other key opponents, and they're now at a point where they are 0-5 in conference. They are the last team in the conference. They are currently two games behind the next worst team, which is Wake Forest and Boston College. So Notre Dame has not only stumbled out the gate of the season, but fallen flat on their face at the beginning of ACC play. An 0-5 hole, frankly, is not a hole that you can really dig yourself out of in college basketball. Not to mention, this is currently in a season where you're dealing with cancellations every week or every other week. Games are getting postponed. They're getting moved. There's going to be a bunch of games that are just straight up not played at the end of the year. To already be in a five-game deficit, be down five games in conference, is enough to not force you to be the last team, but they're going to be at the bottom when it comes tournament time. It is going to take a miraculous turnaround for them to be in a position just to be a middle seed. And I'm, I'm not even factoring in simple things like momentum. Just talking statistically, it is not going to be easy for them to turn things around after an 0-5 start. It's not like this is an 0-2 or an 0-3 start. Those are not great starts, but 0-5 is bad. Going into this game, though, and just taking a look at, at what brought everything together... If you had to guess what I'm about to bring up, what has been the crux of this Notre Dame team over their losing skid, something that was previously a strength at the beginning of the year and also last season. If you had to guess, what do you think that would be? You guessed correctly, it is three-point shooting. 
Another game where they failed to even get over 30%, 22% from three-point range. I don't even need to go any further here in analyzing the statistics. We've seen throughout this stretch, this losing skid, that an inability to shoot threes has completely kept them out of games. And the reason for that is the way that this lineup is built. They are not a team that is going to dominate you down low in the post. This is a team that is going to spread you out and they're going to kill you with your shooters. And right now, you're not going to kill a team shooting 22% from three, 43% from the field. You're just not going to do that. The fact that they're just not hitting their shots is guaranteeing losses. And that is going to be something that is not simple to overcome. It's very clear that this team is in a funk. And it's not like it's it's just one guy that's slowing everything down. And it's just one guy who's going through a funk. The whole roster right now is just not shooting well. Dane Goodwin, 0 for 6. Nate Leshevsky, a guy who's usually on point, 1 for 4 from 3. Prentice Hub, only 9 points. This inconsistency, actually I wouldn't even call it inconsistency because they're consistently bad at shooting three-pointers right now, is holding them back. And frankly, I'm willing to bet that Mike Bray's emphasis right now for this team is focusing on improving their their shooting. They're not going to change their identity to becoming a a, a score-in-the-paint type team. They're just not. They're going to need to get out of this funk. And and it's quite possible that, because it's a long season, we're only in January, we are at the midway point of January, roughly. You've still got February, and then you're going to roll into March. And that's closeout time. There's still some time to figure yourself out and figure out that, that, that sh- the, the shooting funk that they're currently in. That is going to be the emphasis for them right now going forward and fixing that. Otherwise, if they don't, they're going to continue to lose basketball games because as we've talked about the whole season, if you watch them play, if you've watched them play in the past, what has determined success is being able to shoot from deep. That is what has really helped this team. Coming up, we will discuss the 2021-2022 college football season playoff odds to win the national championship where Notre Dame sits per bet online. And we're also going to provide you an update on how the women's basketball did over the last week. Before we get to that, folks, I want to talk to you about what I already just mentioned, bet online, and what we're about to talk about a little bit further from now. Are we ready for some football? The NFL is in full swing right now. We've got a lot of good matchups this weekend. There's a lot of competitive games, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that you can trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. If you think that we'll get another upset this week, if you think that the the Browns are going to upset the Chiefs, don't just think, do. Put some money down. Make yourself some money if you think there's going to be an upset. Just 10 bucks. Don't need to bet the whole mortgage on a on a, a big bet here, but just put a few dollars down. Make yourself some extra cash, some pocket money, some drinks, uh, some money to go to the bar and buy some drinks, whatever it is. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, uh, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of betting, we have an interesting list here, Ryan, of the national championship odds for next season way too early so if you want to put money down on any of these odds fully encourage you to do so go to bet online and these odds are per bet online if you're going to do that don't go anywhere else go to bet online use that free sign up bonus use that free money and go to bet online for these odds but just to go through what we have here i'm not going to go through the entire list we have some other schools past notre dame to reference it we're talking about where notre dame sits on here we've got alabama at one with seven to two odds Clemson at two with four to one, Georgia with four to one, Ohio State with thirteen to two odds, Oklahoma with fifteen to two, Iowa State twenty-five to one, Florida with twenty-eight to one, and then Notre Dame with twenty-eight to one as well. And then right behind them, USC thirty-three to one and LSU forty to one. So this is an interesting list here, Ryan. What are your first initial takeaways just looking at this? I mean, I'm just I'm just a little confused to be honest because we we talked about the you know the initial top 25 for next year, and I know obviously you know there's going to be some criteria that's going to go into the odds and how Vegas sets this and how Bet Online sets this these you know these odds here, but I'm looking and it's like okay Notre Dame is about ninth I think on this list without counting exactly right they're only 15th in the poll. But then I look and it's like, oh, okay, uh, Texas A&M, they had to end the year at number four ahead of Notre Dame. They only have 40 to one odds. So it's a little odd, and I'm just trying to like wrap my head around how they formulate this. But off the just initial list here, I'm looking and it's, you know, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, they have to be the favorites. They have to be, you know, they, they have shown that they have consistently played in those big games. Ohio State isn't far behind. Georgia ahead of Ohio State there, four to one odds. I know they have a quarterback that's coming back in JT Daniels, and there's some excitement around the program. Some wide receivers coming back like George Pickens. I get the excitement there. Seems a little high for me. I think Notre Dame, though, specific for this podcast, looking at this, you know, with the same odds as a Florida and slightly below an Iowa State. I think Notre Dame is going to have some relatively lower expectations relative to what they did this year they've done over the last couple years because it's going to be a young football team I don't think that next year is necessarily the year that Notre Dame is going to make a big run at going back to the playoffs and being a national title contender but I do think it says something that hey people still think even though they might not be the quote-unquote near the top favorites that Notre Dame is still at least in the conversation what in what might be a rebuilding year but I don't think Notre Dame is much of a championship contender, at least early right now. Like, they could surprise us. They start out the year with a bang. Maybe they're a better football team than I'm giving them credit for. I think that the list is probably about right, but I think that there's probably a huge drop-off after the t- probably the top two or three w- which with what currently stands right now. Yeah, I don't disagree where Notre Dame is placed, and if we're just being realistic right now, barring any crazy swings or picking up any major recruits, uh, this makes a lot of sense for Notre Dame to be in that eight spot. 
maybe you could argue it's a little bit generous if you're just taking a, a complete 50-foot view on this. But the only thing that surprises me a tiny bit, I just don't understand why is Florida at the same odds as Notre Dame when you're expected to lose Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney. There's a lot of guys that you're losing on that team. Iowa State I can and can get behind. Oklahoma I can get behind. Um, but the one that really just stands out to me the most being ahead of, of Notre Dame is Florida. I just don't get what Florida has that Notre Dame doesn't, that they would have equal odds and would be listed higher on this list. It's weird it's weird because they have I mean, not only are they losing their quarterback, their first round tight end, their potential first round wide receiver. You mentioned them already. They're losing a couple offensive linemen, Brett Hedge at center, uh, Stone Forth Forsyth, their left tackle is gone as well. So like they're breaking in a couple new offensive linemen. The skill position is about to be completely reloaded. And they had one of the worst defenses in all of college football last year. So I completely agree if we're just looking relative to where they're sitting. Like, why? what is giving Florida the edge over Notre Dame? I don't really understand that piece at all. I'm a little surprised, just another general, um, just just an observation here. If I was a betting man, I might put down a couple bucks on Oklahoma here. Because 15-2 to two odds, I think Oklahoma is ready for, for a big rise here. Because Spencer Rattler and crew, young, they, they took a little bit of their lumps, but they really ended the year well. And I think that they're really going to be ready because Oklahoma quietly had one of the better defenses they've had in years. And I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to really compete with an Alabama or a Clemson per se, or even Ohio State. But I think that that offense is going to be super explosive. And as long as they're playing just average defense, I think that Oklahoma can be a team that might surprise some folks. Yeah, I really like that one. If we're just taking our, our perspective away from Notre Dame and we're just talking about this list, if, if you want to put some money down, and I'm curious to hear what Locked on Bets thinks of this, but Oklahoma there sitting in that spot behind Georgia, like, are we really buying that much into JT Daniels? JT Daniels is not that good. Ohio State, you're losing Justin Fields very likely. You're losing a, a few other key talented players on that team, on that defense. Not sure if Sean Wade for sure is coming back as of when we're recording this, but Oklahoma, man, it, uh, Spencer Rattler was starting to look a lot more comfortable and consistent towards the end of the season. They got underneath themselves. There's obviously going to be some bumps with a redshirt freshman quarterback at the beginning of the year and limited capability for a normal training camp. I would assume that that Oklahoma is probably going to be a, a, a one of the playoff teams. I would definitely put not a hundred dollars down or a thousand dollars down, but I'd put twenty bucks down on this, make some money back. That's a that's a hell. Those are great odds right now for Oklahoma. That has to be the biggest sleeper on this list. Yeah, I would I would think so. And um, I mean, even continue with the Spencer Rattler conversation. Like, I don't know what the odds are from Ben Online. I haven't looked for the Heisman odds, but like in a second year with Lincoln Riley, like usually they get those transfer quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield and. Um, Jalen Hurts, and they're in that Heisman conversation, a second year under Lincoln Riley. Spencer Rattler, man, I think he's about to really, really um, take off. I, you know, for the 2022 NFL draft potential quarterbacks, like I'm a big Slovis guy, I'm a big Carson Strong guy, but if you ask me who the most talented quarterback in the country is right now, I mean, I might actually say DJ Uyunglele, but as far as draft eligible for next year, it's probably Spencer Rattler. That kid is phenomenal, and I think that he's going to be setting up as long as Lincoln Riley returns to Oklahoma for them to have a nice year next year. And then maybe another one just to throw like a touch in here. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Alabama wins again because they're a team that is losing their three-headed monster. Mac Jones, Devonta right. Smith, Najee Harris. I would also be interested in Clemson. You know, DJ Uyengalele is going to be the starting quarterback. We were 
in awe of what he was capable of. And then not to mention all of the super talented young defensive players that are probably going to be coming back. Like they got a really good core right now. Yeah. Clemson. I mean, Clemson does have a lot coming back on defense, especially miles Murphy and Brian Brissy up front. They absolutely do. They have both corners coming back. Uh, Darian Kendrick just announced that he's coming back to school. So Darian Kendrick and Andrew Booth is going to be a great cornerback duo. DJ, I really do. Alabama is going to be a tough one, man, because like they recruit so well. So in theory, they're always going to be near the top. But like you're replacing Najee Harris, you're replacing Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle is going to be gone. Mac Jones is probably going to be gone. There's a lot of guys that we're going to really you know, have to replace. And although they recruit so well, that's a lot of turnover for one year. That's like LSU last year, right? Like they, they lost so many starters and it's just like, yes, they're still talented football players are putting in place, but like just one ter- off season turnover to that much one kind of tidbit that I don't even know if it's really out in the universe too much yet. I think I've heard through the grapevines that Brian Robinson, the backup running back for Alabama is probably going to return for an additional for Alabama. So that might be a little bit of a boost, but I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I think that up top, Clemson, I think, is in a solid situation. They have some guys to replace, but they have that the the young quarterback that did get some playing time down the stretch here. You know, while Trevor Lawrence was dealing with his with his COVID um, protocol, but I think that Alabama is definitely not a foregone conclusion. That would definitely not be where my money is. I think that it might be a rebuilding year relative to what Alabama does. Right, like a rebuilding year is going to be ten and two and still making the SEC championship game, but maybe not making the national championship. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit of women's basketball, updating you on their latest game this past week. Before we get to that, folks, Ryan, why don't you talk to our listeners about Rock Auto? Yeah, I just had a little uh, problem actually with my own car, so I made sure because I've been, you know, talking about Rock Auto now for a couple weeks. So I wanted to give it a shot and see how great of a service it is. And I have to say, I am fully on board, and I am fully. Just so happy with the service that they provide. You know, with most chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for instance. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Folks, if you're looking for something else to tune into, check out Locked On College Football. Additionally, make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. Leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Staying up to date on the show and then providing some positive feedback 
would be absolutely fantastic. So let's talk some women's basketball. Last time we updated you on the women's basketball team. They played one game against Boston College. No cancellations, no postponements. That game was against Boston College, as I said. They lost 64 to 61. And this game came down to a missed jumper by Westbald, who had a very bad, uncharacteristic game on her part with three seconds to go. That is then rebounded by Boston College, and inevitably the you know the typical um, free throws to close out the game. So this was a situation where Notre Dame was very, very close, as you can see, indicated by the score. They were in a position to win this basketball game, and and Ryan, you pointed out in the notes that we put together, they were actually leading by ten at halftime. And overall, this was just a a game where their stars didn't really step up to the performance that you would expect them to. When you have a talent, this is unlike the men's team, in my opinion, Ryan, where you actually have two strong stars in Westbeld and also in Destiny Walker. They're capable of taking over games, and they just did not have a good night. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you really need to start is because they were playing a a really nice game, you know, up until halftime. They were up by 10 points outscored by 13 in the second half, but when you really look at it and you break it down, they were outscored by 11 in the fourth quarter, which obviously is is not very advantageous to winning. You know, they they really just did not perform down the stretch. Matty Westbelt, Destiny Walker, your two leading scorers going into the night and still your leading scorers leaving. They were only four for 18 from the floor. So, I mean, it really just shows, like, because those are the two young ladies that, like, hey, when you need a basket – it's got to be West Bell. It's got to be Destiny Walker. Those are the ones that can create their own shot a little bit, and those are the ones that you're really going to count on down the stretch. In the second half, unfortunately, the game got a little away from them. Four for 18 is a is a very poor percentage, to say the least, and it's just a it's unfortunate because they had played a really nice first half. I feel like this does mirror the men's team a little bit. Like The women's team, I think, is in a better situation with more talent, but... You know, mirroring the men's team, I feel like every game the guys go out and they they have a really strong first half and they just kind of fade in a second. And this is what we saw from this Notre Dame team, unfortunately. Now, there's still some things to take from this game and be happy with. They played a really nice defensive game. Unfortunately, the offense in this one just was not up to par, especially down the stretch in the second half. And the thing that's a little bit frustrating with this game is Notre Dame was on a consistent streak of of putting together some, some good wins. And if you're trying to differentiate yourself in the ACC, you're already starting ACC play, playing a few games. Boston College is considered to be more of like a middle-tier team. This is a team that you have to beat. This is a must-win game if you're trying to establish yourself in that top five of the ACC. But right now, losing a game like this pushes them even further down the rankings. Going forward, they're going to need to continue to play strong in you know in in matchups like this you're not necessarily going to beat the best teams every single time you play them but when you play these middle tier teams those have to be must win situations their next game is expected to be against Wake Forest uh, that game's four o'clock on January fourteenth and that has to be yet another game where must win situation and then they actually play Boston College again on the seventeenth so they can get some revenge at home uh, when they play the Lions. Sorry, the, the Eagles. Best, Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. I, I mean, the best teams, pl- the best teams, dominate the lower, quote unquote, lower level competition, and then they obviously transcend and ascend to the better teams in their conference and across the country. So, the, you know, beating a team 
like Boston College, you just have to get it done, especially with this young team who's learning to really win because they had, obviously, a little bit of a down year last year with Coach McGraw. Now they are with Coach Ivy, and they are you know, very young across the board. They have freshmen and sophomores really leading this team. We keep talking about Maddie Westfeld. You have to remember, to put this in perspective, she's still a 6'3 freshman. She's not like a, a junior or a senior that's leading this team. Your best player right now is a true freshman. So the clearly, the best basketball is in front of this team. It's just at this point, like, you have to hit a stretch either this year or next year where that that next step, Right, Because like you're competitive in every basketball game for the most part. But that next step is, hey, our talent is to this level. So when we play these lesser teams like Boston College, we have to dominate. We have to dominate and we have to leave no doubt. Because we don't want to be in a position where like, hey, you're winning against some good teams. But then you have a couple clunkers that are really going to hurt you down the stretch. And I, I keep saying, I don't think that that this 2020 to 2021 season is going to be the highlight of this women's basketball program. Next year, the year after with Coach Ivy in their, in, his, in their second and third years, I think that's really where this team is really going to explode and then become one of the dominant forces in women's college basketball that we've seen them be in the past under Coach McGraw. I just think that this is a young team that is still learning how to win. Friday's episode, we're going to have a crossover show with AJ Black of Locked On BC. That is going to be a fantastic conversation, so stay tuned for that. We'll also provide an update on how the hockey team is currently doing. As we didn't have the chance to last week, we will get to that this uh, this upcoming Friday show. Make sure you follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at Locked On Irish, so you can stay up to date on everything. If not... If you don't have a Twitter, subscribe to us so you don't miss out on a show and leave us a positive review. Five stars would be very much appreciated. If you're looking for something else to tune into, as always, go check out Locked On College Football. And if you're an Indiana native, Locked On Pacers is a fantastic option for you right now uh, with the basketball season underway. Talk to you on Friday, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day.